podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Here comes Bosco's Boys, here comes Bosco's Boys, right down Bosco's Boys Lane. Santa Claus, Scott, and all the boneheads on Willie's crazy train. Chauncey's chewing on the mistletoe, oh, what a beautiful noise. Grab a brew and talk KSU, cause here comes Bosco's Boys. Here comes Bosco's Boys, here comes Bosco's Boys. Here comes Bosco's Boys. Here comes Bosco's Boys. Boom, the boys are back and happy uh, 12th day of Christmas. This is the final day um, of the Christmas season. So after this episode, the lovely Christmas intro will be retired until next uh what late november it's a it's a late thanksgiving next year so uh won't have nearly as long with that great intro uh, but that's okay we we have other great stuff um hope everyone has had a great week uh it's been nice <laughs> it, it it has taken a little bit of a weight off my shoulder going back to two to three times a week um but yeah if everything goes as planned you guys We'll be hearing this on Friday, so also a very happy birthday to my wonderful mother. Um, shout out to my mom, best mom in the world, uh, multi-time guest uh, with all the mom pods, so happy birthday to her. Um, but yeah, recording this on um, January 2nd before the K-State men's basketball game versus Chicago State. Um, there's been some rumors about a possible offensive coordinator hire. Um, while it's not a surprise to me, um, it's sounding like it could be Matt Wells. We're not going to have an official episode diving too deep into that until it becomes official. Uh, crazy things happen. Um, and and when we do, I think I'm going to probably try to get on, uh, Jimmy Goheen, AKA Casey underscore fan. We'll go in depth on that hire once it becomes official. Today is going to be... The football wrap-up, now in in the world of college sports and really in the world of sports in general, where college football I think is probably the second most popular sport, it's that or the NBA, um, it never truly ends. So, you know, of course we'll talk any big recruiting, there's going to be a lot of transfer portal, but we're going to put a bow on the 2023 K-State football season. So how we're going to do this... I'm going to go through each position group, starting on offense, ending on defense. Um, We'll do a little special teams as well. And then I'm going to revisit some of those uh, Blitz Month questions and and say what I think the answer ended up being. Um, If I was a smarter man, I would have gone back and found my predictions uh, and and addressed those. Um, But I didn't. I'm sorry. Um, so we'll get into offense, uh, defense, special teams, and then we'll go through those questions. Before we do, how about a shout-out to my friends, Manhattan Brewing Company. I wasn't able to get to Manhattan for the Chicago State game, but you guys know my routine. Every time I'm going to Manhattan this winter, whether for the men or women, I go to Manhattan Brewing Company, get a pint or two, drink responsibly, and then I get a four-pack and a couple crawlers to bring back home 
with me. That is the perfect way to start any K-State basketball game day. I Honestly, folks, I'm not kidding. They have the best taproom staff, the best beer, the best vibes. You got to get in there. And again, I always see, hey, Scott, where can I get in Kansas City? Hey, Scott, where can... Well, look, if you talk to your local bar owners, if you talk to your local liquor store, be polite. I've heard all sorts of big-time success stories out in Lenexa, out in Olathe here in Shawnee. Look, you talk to your local liquor store, and they will get it for you. All you have to do is say, hey, I want I want some four-packs from Manhattan Brewing Company, Central Standard Distributing. Hey, I want some four-packs if you're on the Kansas side. On the Missouri side, you might have a little tougher luck. But anywhere in Kansas, just, hey, just talk to someone. I know it's no fun, but talk to someone. Get it in there. All right, we're going to start with offense. And what I'm going to do, I'm going to go position group, then I'm going to talk macro at the end. And what I'm going to try to do is talk about things as I expected them, my perception of them coming into the season. Um, So we're going to start with Will Howard. Look, if you look at things historically, Will had one of the best passing seasons for a K-State quarterback of all time. So you might say, oh, that you have to have a great grade there. No, I, I, I truly would kind of grade the quarterback at, at, at a B-. minus. Um, look, the, the the big dog in the room, because I'll, I'll probably try to, you know, shout out, you know, the, the the guy that probably had the best season. I don't think it's without a doubt it's Will Howard. We're all excited for Avery Johnson. Um, but Will Howard, he had his ups and he had his downs. Look, he had a historic season for K-State when it comes to passing touchdowns. Um, he matched or beat the career mark, matched the single season mark. Um, he, he, he is going to go down in the record books. Um, looks like now originally I thought he was going to USC. Seems like now he might be going to Ohio state. I think he's going to make a lot of money paying college, playing college football next year. And I think eventually he's going to be drafted. Um, but he had lofty expectations he had, uh, you know, I mean, one of the questions, and again, I'm part of the problem, because, uh, you know, I asked folks, uh, I asked probably five to ten different folks as part of Blitz Month, hey, is the ceiling getting to New York for a Heisman ceremony? We had super high expectations for Will Howard, uh, and he fell short of them. In hindsight, hindsight's always twenty twenty. There was no reason to have expectations as high as we did. Now, he still managed to end up getting second team all Big 12. Um, he still, like I said, managed to have those big uh, you know, records. He had the come-from-behind victory versus uh, KU on the road. Um, but I think he fell short. I, I do think he fell short. How much of that has to do with the wide receivers? I'm not sure. I, I, I'm not sure. Um, maybe some, but but I think more of it had to do with unrealistic expectations that we had for him um, based on some big-time moments and big-time games last year. Um, so he's the big dog in the room. Uh, the future, uh, Avery Johnson's the guy. Look, uh, so, some folks out there, some folks out there, uh, even after the bowl game, we're trying to say, oh, well, you, you got to worry until the transfer portal closes. No, that's so freaking dumb. Freaking. 
Because we're not saying the F word in 2024. That is so dumb. Anyone who tried to say, oh, you still have to worry till the portal closes, they're dumb. And if anyone said that, they, they should lose all credibility. The future is bright there. We saw it in the NC State game. Again, maybe the biggest highlight from a quarterback this entire season was the Texas Tech game with five rushing touchdowns. Again, Avery Johnson has the I – mean, it's not potential. He's the greatest athlete to play quarterback for K-State ever. Now, what he can do with that potential – what happens with the new offensive coordinator? Can we get enough weapons around Avery Johnson to maximize that in the coming years? I mean, that's what we're going to have to wait and find out. But the future is very bright there. Um, so I would say that, uh, again, the, the player of the year w- was Will Howard. And, and, and honestly, the, the play of the year might have been Will Howard's legs, the go-ahead touchdown uh, versus KU. Um Again, that that probably is it. And hell, the the throw, the the number two might be the throw to Jace Brown in the bowl game. But um, Will Howard, um, I think, should be remembered fondly. I uh, do think we're going to be in good hands next year. So B- for the quarterbacks. Go to running backs next. um, And look, I I think the running backs as a whole get an A-. Um I, and look, that's maybe even a little harsh. I, well, I, 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 it's not that harsh because I expected big things from both of these guys. Um, I predicted it early. I, I thought that we were going to get 1500 from DJ and 1000 from uh, Treshawn Ward. Um, that was obviously too aggressive. Um, but, but DJ got that 1500 He had more yards from scrimmage uh, than Devin Neal who everyone in the state of Kansas is enamored with. And again, that's not to say he's better. That's not to say there's not stats that would that Devin Neal was uh, ha- was better at. I mean, he had more touchdowns, more yards per touch. Um, so again, this, I don't want it to be taken as, oh, Scott's declaring DJ without a doubt better than Devin Neal. But again, more yards and, and everything else is way closer than anyone in this region wants you to believe. Uh, because again, Devin Neal's good and KU fans, they're puffing their chests out as they should, but DJ Giddens had a big time season. And honestly, the, the deeper you get into the stats, the more you kind of think, all right, he might've been robbed a little bit of second team, all big 12. And, And again, not to take away anything from some of the other running backs, but when you really dig in and see what he did, um, he had a big time year. Treshawn Ward. Uh, very good running back number two. And, and again, you look back to the Texas Tech game. You look at some of the stuff he did in the Oklahoma State game. Um, he had some big-time games. I, I always thought, hey, he might get one more big-time game after the Texas Tech game where he's the lead back, but it never happened. Um, but DJ is a legitimate all-conference contender running back number one. I think he has a future on Sundays. Um, I don't know if he'll ever get to being an All-American or not, but I think he re- he'll be in the race for first-team All-Big 12 next year. I-, I think so. But the Big 12 is so freaking loaded. So loaded at running back, even if he's not. Um, that- that's not to take anything away from him. If you want to talk about the future at the position, again, DJ has uh, two years. I think he's going to use all two years. 
Um, you didn't really see much of anything from Joe Jackson. You're bringing in two guys uh, with with Price um, and Rice um, in in this uh, freshman class. Um, so we'll see what those two guys can do. We'll see what Joe Jackson does in the spring. Um, I think there's maybe potential that maybe you take a flyer on a kid like a JUCO uh, kid in the spring. I know most of those that doesn't happen in the spring, but maybe you, you go after a JUCO or transfer in the spring if you can grab one. Um, I don't think the firework of a name is going to pop in. Uh, but but I think you have two years with DJ, and then you have three freshmen all of which uh, I could convince myself might be the next 1,500-yard guy for a Coach Brian Anderson. Next, let's go to tight ends again. Uh, ben Sennett, I guess I should say tight ends and fullbacks because Ben Sennett, uh, you know, a, a I think it was a third-team All-American tight end, but first-team All-Conference fullback. He won the uh, Pardon My Take Barstool Sports Low Man of the Year for the best fullback in the nation so um a lot of funny stuff going on with 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 how he's considered but again record setting tight end i think you make the argument um that he's the greatest k-state tight end of all time now not a ton of great competition you know there were some guys but but i think he he truly was but at the same time we we saw will swanson get his first touchdown but we also especially in the bowl game uh, and later in the season, we saw uh, redshirt freshman Garrett Oakley really come up big. So I, I don't think there's any doubt that Ben Sennett is the guy. Garrett Oakley's the young guy, um, the young pup, as you will. Futures in great hands. You still have Will Ancio. You still have Metzger. You still have Swanson coming in next year. But I think Garrett Oakley's going to take up that mantle and be the guy. And again, he's only going to be a redshirt sophomore next year. So again, I, I, I think Oakley, when it's all said and done, may even be considered a better tight end than Ben Sennett. I think there's a chance he can beat some of those records. I think there's a chance he might be a higher draft pick. And again, I think Ben Sennett's going to go anywhere between the fourth and sixth round. Um, maybe higher, uh, you know, because I think he's going to one of those showcase tournament or showcase games. Uh, and then what, what he does in the combine. Uh, but again, I, I think this is an A group. I, I think you got just about everything you wanted from Ben Sennett. You saw uh, Oakley emerge. You saw Swanson uh, make some plays when he needed to. Um, and, and I think we saw Ben Sennett's blocking improve. I, I still don't think it's a, uh, a massive plus in this game, but I think it's a neutral. Um, and, and we saw that develop throughout the season. So again, I, I think that's an A group. Um, and, and I thought they did really well. We'll move into the offensive line next. And, and, and this is this is one where I struggle when you talk uh, full season grades. I think I'm going to go B+. Plus. Um, they were a finalist for the, more, for the uh, top offensive line unit in the country. Um, it, so, so honestly, that's probably being a little tough. Um, cause you know, they're, they're one of d- deemed by the, you know, all the award committees deemed as one of the six best units in the country. Um, but, but I, I do think it took them a while to gel. 
Um, I think part of that is Connor Riley wanting to rotate, wanting to switch stuff around early in the season. Um, and that, that got frustrating at times. But, you know, by, you know, what, week, week five, you know, that UCF game, basically since that UCF game, actually, no, what wasn't, no, because Oklahoma State was after that. Basically after the Oklahoma State game, uh, I think they were a positive every single game. So really, there were only a handful where you, you thought, man, that, that sucked. Maybe you would have wanted to see a little bit better uh, push in the snow versus Iowa State. But all in all, um, I, I think B plus, A minus range for them uh, is the way to go. I know there's a lot of frustration. And I think some of you might be thinking to yourself, oh man, you know what, what's going on there? Um, I, I, I do think, at, you know, similar to basketball when you talk turnovers and uh, free throw shooting. I, I think offensive line play for your for fans, you are so hyper-focused on it and you really lack, um, you know, the brevity and, and what it looks like throughout college basketball. Who, who in college basketball really loved their offensive line, you know? Uh, so I, I, I think K-State fans were hard on it. I think ultimately when you see Cooper Beebe win all those awards, when you see both KT Lev and Hayden Gillum getting all-conference uh, votes as well, I, I, I think that K-State fans were too tough. Now, I think there were some players who didn't live up to it. I think you really are maybe not worried, but you're looking around saying, okay, KT Lev is gone. Cooper Beebe's gone. You're going to need some of these young guys who are getting play to step up and really have a big season. So obviously Cooper Beebe, he is your big dog of the year. He's, he's your MVP. He is a consensus unanimous All-American, uh, made first team All-American in all five of the big awards plus more. I mean, the guy probably has more All-American, first-team All-American, uh, you know, selections to his name than anyone in the history of K-State football uh, this season, mainly because everyone has an All-American list. I'm sure, you know, if Terrence Newman, you know, got to, you know, play in the PFF era and, you know, everyone and their mom has an All-American list, I'm sure he would have quite a few too. But Cooper Beebe uh, had the most dominant offensive line season ever. He's getting on SportsCenter. He's getting on ESPN. This guy is a highlight machine at left guard. I don't. I. I don't think anyone realizes how absurd that is. I don't think anyone's truly going to understand that until next year. Um, the the guy truly is the best to ever do it, and, and he's a Ring of Honor guy, All American guy. Truly, on, I mean, he's on the Mount Rushmore of K State football. I, I truly believe that. I don't think. You can you can do a Mount Rushmore of K State football and not put Cooper Beebe up there if you're talking players. Uh, I, I truly believe that um, the young guy. Look, I, he I I was frustrated with him early, but I think Carver Willis is going to be the real deal. I think he is going to uh, again. It it was not great early on. I understand that, but I I, I think that he is going to have a big year next year, and I think he's going to be a staple on this offensive line and maybe a future first-team all-conference guy moving forward. And wrapping up offense, wide receivers, uh, quite frankly, I'm, I'm going to give them a D. I'm going to give them a failing grade. Um, Phillip Brooks is the best player in the room. 
this season, or, or, or at least he, he would have earned the MVP this season. Uh, and, and there were times he went viral for doing the wrong thing, for making lack of effort plays. Um, it, it, it just was tough. Look, I, I, I think uh, I think we all expected better. Keegan Johnson did not come anywhere close to expectations. Um, Phillip Brooks, again, might have been the MVP in the wide receiver room, but again, he went viral for the wrong reason far too often. Um, you just lacked explosion. You lacked big plays. You lacked getting open. Um, it was a rough, it was a very rough season for the wide receivers. Um, I mean, I, there, there's not much else to it. Um, I, it, it was bad. It, it truly was bad. And again, um, that's the big worry for next season. That's the big worry moving forward. Uh, because the the upside is is Jace Brown. I mean, he's the young guy. He's he's a young pup. He was a true freshman who made some big time plays. He has a great relationship and chemistry with Avery. So you're hoping that will take um, a big step forward. You're hoping that hey, that's going to be um, a massive difference for this team moving forward. Um, but that's still just one guy. Uh, all the potential is still there for Keegan Johnson. We saw it in flashes. Um, so he, can he take that next step? Who are they going to get in the transfer portal? Uh, you have some young true freshmen. You have two uh, four-star wide receivers coming in from Texas. Are either one of them going to be able to step up and make an instant impact? Um What's Trey Spivey going to do in year two? You know, I th- there are so many questions, and there's potential. There is potential there. Uh, and look, I I, I don't I, I'm not melting down over it. I'm not gonna lose sleep over it. I think there is a chance for them to really take a step up next year, um, and take take a step forward. But I do think. The only like, and here's the thing: we had a great offensive season. I'm gonna get oh, Jaden Jackson, Jaden Jackson, super hot start, but didn't do shit late. I mean, come on. Uh, so look, I have a lot of hopes for the offense next year. Again, if Jaden Jackson's back, Keegan, Jace Brown, you have Trey Spivey, Andre Davis, Trey Davis, uh, Jock Spreadley, Demps. Again, you have high profile guys and guys that have some blue chip uh, pedigree. They can be good. Uh, you just need to see him take another step. And, of course, I, I think we all, I think priority one is finding uh, an all-conference caliber wide receiver in the portal. So when you take a step back, and, and again, uh, when, when you look at it, you know, A's uh, at, at tight end and running back, B-minus at quarterback, uh what I say, B plus uh, for offensive line, which that one might be harsh, and a D for the uh, wide receivers. That probably shouldn't come out to an A. a that's probably telling me I, I'm a little bit tougher, greater, unless I really bump up, uh, you know, the offensive line to an A, which maybe I should. Um, but the offense as a whole has to be an A. 
It, it was one of the best offenses K-State's ever had. Uh, it was one of the best offenses in the Big 12. Again, they had some absolutely massive performances. Um, so I, 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 it has to be an A. Now, <laughs> there were big-time moments when the offense had the ball uh, and, and they could have won the game, uh, and they didn't. In all four losses, they had the ball either tied uh, actually, I, I bet all four games they they had the opportunity to take the lead in the fourth quarter and they failed to do so. That is very frustrating, very frustrating. Every single game there were big time plays the offense didn't make um, that 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 we lost. It, it, it sucks. But when you look at the stats, when you look at how they compared to the nation and to the conference, you have to give the offense an A. Uh, moving to the defense, but before we do, shout out to Charlie Hustle. Again, they always got deals going, but folks, something just tells me there's about to be some fire basketball merch drops here this winter. So just be on the lookout. Charlie Hustle is the spot for officially licensed K-State gear. And as always, they're doing stuff with K-State athletes. Arthur Kaluma, Gabby Gregory, Aoka Lee, Tyler Perry. They have the stars. And something tells me they're going to be cooking up some fun stuff next year for the football team as well. Get over to charliehustle.com today. Get yourself a couple hoodies, some nice joggers, some crew necks. Stay warm and stylish with Charlie Hustle, Vintage Made Fresh. Now the defense, uh, look, um, if you're looking at the defensive ends, I hyped it up. I, I was thinking that Nate Matlack, Brendan Mott, I, I thought both of those guys were going to have big years. I thought Khalid Duke was going to have a big year. And Khalid Duke had a, had a decent year. I think he ended up uh, it was either second team or honorable mention, but he got a vote for defensive lineman of the year. Um, I thought Cody Stuffelbean would maybe have a little bit better year. Uh, you had four guys that I, I really expected more from. I have to give them a, a, a C minus. Um, they they really struggled to get pressure. Now in a three front, unless you have a first round draft pick and like Felix and DK Uzama, a lot of that three front, a lot of that pressure is going to come from the linebackers. Um, so I I give them a little bit of a pass. Maybe I'm being too harsh. Um, but 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 when you're talking edge rushers, when you're talking defensive ends, you got to give the big dog award to Khalid Duke. Um, when you want to talk about future guys, look, it, it, it's going to be Chidi Obiezor, um, mainly because we we didn't see a lot of young guys, and even Chidi, uh, I don't think he burnt his red shirt, um, and he even when he played, he didn't play a ton, uh, but he but he did get half a sack in the bowl game. Uh, and, and I think he is going to be the guy who hits the ground running. Now, I think Jordan Allen, I think he's going to get some snaps next year. I, I don't know if he'll get into the four-man rotation uh, by conference play or not, but he is going to be one for the future as well. And again, they're recruiting well on the defensive end. They just brought in one of the top defensive ends in the portal. They're adjusting some stuff. We might see Javon Banks move out there. I think we're going to be fine in the future, but but it was a rough year this year. Uh, when you go interior defensive uh, line, I'm actually going to give these guys a B plus. Now, uh, again, they're, they're not staff st- stat stuffers uh, because that's not their job. 
Uso was taking up double teams all year long. Javon Banks was very good in uh, pass rush situations. And Damian Alalio, especially late uh, in the season, was making some big plays as well. Now, again, you need to find uh, more portal guys. You didn't bring in a single prep guy, so you really need to be finding a Juco guy. You really need to be trying to find a, uh, a guy in the portal. You really need to find... Um, an, another defensive uh, interior defensive lineman, especially if Banks is going to be moving outside. Um, if you want to talk about young guys, so so the MVP for the year is Uso. Again, missed a little time late uh, with an injury. Uh, he, he I mean, he's getting a little banged up. Uh, so he he's dealing with some stuff. I think this is the second straight year uh, where he had an injury late in the season. Uh, but he's the MVP. The young guy is Damian Alalio. Uh Again, I, I think he made some big plays. I think is he going to be a junior next year? Uh, so, so again, that's kind of pushing it. If if we want to talk about uh, young guys, that that, that is that is uh, pushing it a little bit. Um, but I don't really know. I mean, Malcolm Alcorn Crowder uh, is he going to be playing on the inside? He's a, he's a sophomore coming uh, in from uh, Butler. Uh, so if he's going to play on the inside, maybe he's the guy. But, again, he wasn't on the team. So I think by default you have to go with the junior Alalio uh, for the young guy right there. Moving backwards for the linebackers, uh, again, I, I think this is probably a C. Um, I thought this was going to be a major strength. Uh, Daniel Green goes down in the third game. Uh, Asa Newsom gets hurt. Jake Clifton gets hurt after, you know, taking a while to get up to full speed. Um, Austin Moore took a step back. Um, really the only consistent bright side was Desmond Purnell. He, he kind of wins the big dog award, the MVP award for that group. I don't think there's another linebacker who truly lived up two expectations. Um, it was frustrating. Um, it, it, I mean, look, the entire defense was frustrating. I, I, I talked about in the offensive side that, Hey, the, the offense had the ball with a chance to take the leader, win the game in the fourth quarter of all four losses, but all four losses, you can really point to the defense putting up just stinkers, having at least a quarter or two where where they were putting up next to no resistance, you know. Outside of the Oklahoma State game, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hammer them for the Oklahoma State game, but you know the, the Missouri game, uh, they they could not come up big. Got absolutely freaking torched versus Texas, and we all know uh, the Iowa State game. They couldn't stop a cold. All sorts of big plays, and. Uh, look, if Daniel Green stays healthy, uh, maybe things are ch- different. If Jake Clifton stays healthy, maybe things are different. If Asa Newsom stays healthy, maybe things are different. Uh, but it wasn't. It wasn't. Um, again, I think Austin Moore uh, struggled having to be the guy with no Daniel Green out there. Um, I think Desmond Purnell came into his own, and then it was just rotating guys uh, at middle linebacker. I, I think Austin Romaine, he had some good marks, but he did also look like an 18-year-old out there and was lost a little bit. Um, I think the future is still bright for him. Uh, Desmond Purnell, like I said, he is the uh, you know MVP, the big dog for that. But 
I, I, I think that the future is still going to be Asa Newsom. Again, we didn't get to see much of him. He kept his red shirt. Um, we saw more from Austin Romaine, but I, I still think Newsom is the real deal. I'm hoping in the future we see more from Toby Osinsami. I, I, I think the potential is there. Is he going to be a pass rush specialist off the edge? Kind of like uh, Mike Moore back in the mid uh, aughts, I think it is. You know, the mid tens, the mid teens, the mid aughts, whatever you want to call it. Uh, you know, he was a linebacker who, who was a pass rush specialist who would come in there. If that's all Toby O is going to be that in a special team demon, then that's fine. But the guy still has so much athletic ability that if he can figure things out, uh, scheme wise, uh, positional wise, I think he could be the real deal too, but I'm going with Asa Newsom as the young guy. Cornerbacks. I, I mean, B minus, uh, you know, I, I, I think, I think Jacob Parrish didn't take the big step up we wanted him to. Um, I'm going to give the MVP to Keenan Garber because uh, I, I, I think he was the best one, and I'm mad at Will Lee. I, I think Will Lee played well. Did he live up to the expectations that we build him as, as being this Julius Brents replacement? No. Um, and, and quite frankly, the effort that we saw versus Iowa State, and then hearing some of the stuff again, you're always going to hear stuff after the fact, especially if they leave, and especially if they have family members acting like fools on social media afterwards. But some of the stuff you hear about, you know, the effort and some of the stuff uh, he didn't practice, you're like, oh, man, I, I don't know. Uh, he's a talented kid. I don't think he lived up to our hype. I think he's going to be fine at AM. He might be an NFL guy. He probably will. He'll probably be drafted. Uh, but I have a sour taste in my mouth with the Will Lee uh, experience. Uh, so yeah, I'm giving it to Keenan Garber because I'm petty. I'm petty. I think Parrish and Garber, uh, hopefully they take another step in the offseason. I think they can be a solid duo. Um, I'd maybe look at getting someone in the portal. Uh, you got Justice James coming back. Um, I don't really think he qualifies as a young guy, um, but you'll probably see him be the number three corner early in the season. Um, for my young guy and the one who I'm hoping will kind of step up is uh, Donovan McIntosh. Uh, he redshirted this season. You hear a lot of great stuff about him. So I'm going to have him as kind of the young guy to watch. Uh, KJ Thomas is what I'm going to call him. Can- can of jail. I'm a, so bad. I'm so bad. So bad at uh, pronouncing names. He burnt his red shirt. He played a lot on special teams. Uh, so Thomas, is he going to be able to be that young guy? We'll see. I think between those two and uh, uh, Donovan McIntosh. Donovan, not Damian. Do- Donovan McIntosh. Uh, I, I, I think... Uh, one of those two guys is going to end up being the number three corner when it's all said and done. I think we're going to see Justice James be that guy uh, early on, though. So so we'll see. But officially, I'm going to say McIntosh is the young guy. Uh, safety, uh, C-, minus, maybe even D+. Plus. Look, Kobe Savage, he ended up being a second-team All-Big 12 guy, but he didn't live up to the hype. And, and I, I, I thought... I thought he was a step slow all season. Uh, I, I don't think he was very good early. 
Uh, and then they switched him a VJ Payne. VJ Payne was horrible early. Uh, they switched it. Kobe and VJ was a lot better the second half of the season. Uh, Kobe was a little bit better, uh, but still not great. Um, I think Marquis Siegel actually had the best season of any of the three, even though Kobe Savage was the second team all uh, conference. So I, I might actually go with Marquis Siegel. And again, if if he had hands at all, he probably has you know twelve interceptions. Uh, but but he had a horrible game versus Missouri, but the entire secondary did. Uh, but I think since the Missouri game, Marquis Siegel really did have a good season. Uh, so th- that that's where I'm at. Uh, it sucks to lose Kobe Savage, but that's modern college football. Um, I mean, look, you got to do what you got to do. Uh, I'm not going to blame him. It's it's wild. It's wild. Some of the rumors of how much Kobe Savage is going to get NIL uh, from Oregon. But hey, congrats to him. Congrats to him. Uh, when you're talking about young safeties, so you brought in some some young guys already, but Colby McAllister starting started in that bowl game. Uh, is he going to start? You're bringing in Jordan Riley Scott. You're bringing in Dante Thomas. Um, Jack Fabris played quite a bit in the uh, bowl game. Wesley Fair, one of my favorites from the last recruiting class. Uh, lots of options, but but I'm going to go with Colby McAllister. Uh, he got that start uh, you know, as a redshirt freshman in the bowl game, um, so I'm going to go with him. I think he had a start the start in the uh, opener because uh, Marquis Siegel... Uh, didn't play. He had a one-game suspension. I don't really know why. But I think McAllister played in that one. So I'm going with him as the young gun. All in all, defense, C-. minus. It was not good. It, it was a bad year for the defense. Um, yes, you had some shutouts. And, and again, this is probably harsh. Uh, you had some shutouts. You had some games where you were really good. But that was versus bad teams. Um, you got... Destroyed by Iowa State. Um, you couldn't figure out KU shit uh, until after the first drive of the second half. Uh, that first half versus Texas was just horrible. The entire game versus Missouri just made me want to jump off a bridge. Um, so in, in the biggest moments, they didn't show up once. Um, even the KU game, you know... <laughs> You let KU drive all the way down the field before you get a fourth down interception. So again, in the one game where they, you know, kind of showed up when you needed them to, uh, it was squeaky bum time the entire way. Uh, so I'm going C minus. It was not a good year for the defense. Special teams will be qu- quick. Uh, Chris Tennant is your MVP. Um, Seth Porter, honorable mention. Uh, because he was great covering kicks, punts, all that type of stuff. Uh, but Chris Tennant only missed three field goals. Only missed, I believe, one or two extra points. Um, okay at kickoff, not great, but okay at kickoff. Uh, I, I think I, I think he gets a B plus. Um, Bloomer punting. I, I mean, you know, taking over for Ty Zentner is always going to be tough. I mean, C plus. I, I, I don't think he was as bad as. Um, some of my friends thought like early in the season, I don't think he was very good, uh, in the bowl game outside of his fake punt. Um, 
But C plus, whatever, he was fine. Uh, the return game, non-existent, wasn't good. Penalties, uh, F, first year in forever that you don't get a return touchdown. Um, did get a blocked punt. That was fun. Um, but yeah, it, it, it wasn't very good. Special teams as a whole, C minus. Again, not great, but again, I, I think K-State fans over-exaggerate. Um, they over-exaggerate special teams, but that's okay. We're going to wrap up. Overall, the season, C-. minus. I Look, we had expectations getting back to Arlington. Um, that Iowa State game just destroyed me. It was gross. It was disgusting. Um, the KU game was good. Uh, so close. So cl- I mean, what? I, I've said it a few times. It was like, what, 14 points or some shit? You know, all four loss. It, it was disgusting. It was disgusting. It wasn't 14. Um, it, it was what? Uh, 21. It was 21 points for the four losses. Just disgusting. I hate it. Um, one possession loss four times. One one possession win. Um, C minus on the year. Again, the fact that it, you're going to finish the season in the top 25 with nine wins is a C minus. And a lot of K-State fans are disappointed in it. I think that says a lot about the health of the program, the expectations of the program, and what Chris Kleiman has been able to do uh, in his time at K-State. Again, throw out the uh, COVID season because just disgusting, shouldn't count. Uh, his, his floor is eight wins. We now back-to-back seasons with at least nine wins. There are some programs that have never done that in their program history. We're going to have back-to-back years uh, in the top 25. Again, there are programs that have never done that in their school's history, and we're disappointed in that. I think that says a lot about the health of the uh, program and and the expectations moving forward. I think next year is going to be a big year. Ultimately, I think the pendulum game uh, was the Oklahoma State game, and it swung it in a negative direction. Uh, You didn't have back-to-back losses, um, but you did have four losses. You're never really able to string things together. I think if that Oklahoma State game goes the other way, I think we're in Arlington. I I truly believe that. I I truly believe K-State finds a way. uh, If they beat Oklahoma State, they're playing for something. Uh, versus Iowa State, and you win that game with the motivations there. Um, who knows what happens in the Texas game if, if all of a sudden you're rolling in there with only you know one loss, um, and, and you're talking playoffs, you're talking about high profile. Um, maybe the maybe things go differently. I don't know, but but the pendulum game ended up being the Oklahoma State game, and it went the wrong way for us. Uh, the offensive MVP. We said someone other than Will Howard, because um, ultimately, you know, it's a quarterback's game. Uh, I I would go Cooper Beebe. I, I legitimately think, even with Will Howard, I, I think Cooper Beebe was the most valuable, the most important player on the offense. Um, I truly believe that. Um, so yeah, it's Cooper Beebe. If if you're saying uh, skill player, I'd go with DJ. Honorable mention uh, Ben Sennett. Going to defense, uh, I think Desmond Purnell. I think Desmond Purnell ended up being uh, the most valuable player. Forced some fumbles, recovered some fumbles. I don't know if he grabbed an interception, but I think he was the best player on the team. Um, 
What player had the most swag this year? I mean, Avery Johnson and Jace Brown, th- those two guys are going to have so much swag this year. So, um, yeah, th- th- that's th- that's where I stand. It's, g- it's going to be a fun year uh, next year. And this year was fun. It, I mean, it sucked, but it was still fun. It was still college football. It was still a nine-win season. It was still a top 25 season. We fell short just about everywhere except for Cooper Beebe. Um and Colin Klein left. Uh, but I, I still think the future is bright. I still think that uh, Chris Klein is going to win multiple Big 12 titles. Uh, I think we're going to have playoff appearances. I think we're going to have uh, you know, 10, 11 win seasons still still to look forward to. Um, so I think the future is still bright. This year sucked, but it was still college football. It was still fun. That's all we have. Uh, sorry if, if it was a weird sound, I hope I didn't, you know, sniff too hard in the mic, battling a little bit of congestion right now. I apologize, Uh, but that's all we have. Uh, we'll be back on Monday. Um, we'll be talking, uh, big 12 play K-State taking on UCF. We got two more, uh, women's basketball games that we'll talk about on Monday as well. We'll see if we get official word on any transfers or or on possibly Matt Wells coming in as the co-offensive coordinator. Um, Yeah. Yeah, that's all we have. Um, uh, Recording this before K-State plays Chicago State. I hope we kick their ass, but uh, we'll see. Uh, Yeah, but that's all we have. First off, happy birthday to my mom. Happy birthday, mom. I love you. Uh, To all the boneheads, uh, this ends the uh, 12 days of Christmas. Um hope you had a great festive period in your new year's off to a hot start. Uh, yeah, that's all we have. So for Chauncey, the best dog in the world, my name's Scott McFarland. Happy new year. We love you guys and go cats. UK State Wildcats for alma mater fights. Glory in the combat for the purple and the white. Faithful to our colors, we will ever be a fighting, ever fighting for a wildcat victory. Fight, 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 fight. UK State Wildcats for alma mater fight. Fight, fight, fight. Glory in the combat for the purple and the white. Faithful to our colors, we will ever be. Fighting, ever fighting for a wildcat victory. Go State!
Social Podcast Network.